This is the Variety Sports Network created for the fans, by the fans. Now to your host, it's tonight's show. Again, kind of like yesterday, it's more of this afternoon show. Um, so excited to be starting a new series with an old show. So this is the five hole with me today is going to be Steve Peters of uh, P, is it PHNX Hockey or Sports, I guess, out of out of Arizona. Um, so we're going to welcome him on to the show really quick and we'll uh, we'll get started. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Anytime anybody wants to talk about hockey, especially hockey here in the desert, I'm ready to talk. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I appreciate you coming on and we're excited to excited to get this new series going um, here for us. And, you know, hockey season isn't seems like it just ended, but it's yeah. it's. Seems like it's that close again. It, you know what, Brandon? It doesn't seem to end because we go right from the regular season to the playoffs, from the playoffs to the draft, draft mm-hmm. to free agency, and now we're already start, starting to talk about rookie camps and training camps. So it'll yeah. be here before you know it. So enjoy a little bit of time off before you yeah. start doing this every day. Yeah, it's definitely uh, ex- exciting to, to to be able to to talk about it, and uh, you know, it's it almost. It just, I don't think it gets as much attention as, as the NFL does, but with it being like year round. Um, you know, it really, it really is. I mean, you're one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. Yeah. Um, one thing with hockey fans, Brandon, like you talk about NFL and how, how big and broad their fan base is. Hockey fans are passionate, man. They yeah. might not be as many of them, but they sure love their sport and they love their team. So I think you're right. It's, it's, it's growing. It's big. And let's, yeah. uh, let's talk. hockey. by the way, I wish with hockey season in Arizona, because it, it was 119 degrees yesterday and buddy, that is no joke at 119. That's toasty. So I'm, I'm I can't wait for winter to get here yeah that's um that sounds awful it's uh so in st louis we, we've had this drought we had this like two almost three week drought where it was like it didn't rain at all it was 80 90 100 degrees for, for so long and then the last i don't know week or so seems like every 12 hours it's like a like a rain like rainstorm comes through a thunderstorm comes through um which has what been it's mean? been nice because it cools down for about an hour yeah. and then the humidity gets back up to 80 percent, and then it's done with yeah, i heard back to back to it um so tell us a little about yourself a little about what you do with uh with um, phnx yeah PHNX. it's funny because yes. i got I, I am a big hockey guy I grew up in a hockey family my dad was a college coach in minnesota so i grew up in, in the great state hockey state of minnesota then i moved out to the desert and i was actually i worked for the coyotes for the last 23 years i was their video coach for a very 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 long time so i got okay. to be inside the coach's room with some you know, great coaches Tippett, talk it gretzky um and for the last three years since the pandemic i i've changed course and i kind of got into this media thing and i get to talk about the guys instead of working for them so i am truly a hockey guy and i love sitting and talking about the great sport of hockey so it's i'm lucky that i've been able to mix the two sports especially in a great area here like we have in in the Mm -hmm. phoenix metro area so i get the great weather and i still get to talk about hockey yeah yeah it's uh you know it's um it's kind of crazy to see the how how much it's it's grown over the last you know couple of years with adding you know Seattle and Vegas, um, you know to the national to the National Hockey League it's it's really expanding. I know they're continuing to talk about more expansion, um, you know, in, in some of these other cities. Um, what you know what other cities would would there possibly be? There? I know Salt Lake has been. You know, one. it's funny. And, and every time you talk about the, we know this very well in Arizona, yeah. because anytime they talk about these new cities, they talk about this team moving. moving. So you talk yeah. Salt Lake City and, and there were there were many people that thought at the end of this hockey season that there was a chance that the Arizona mm-hmm. Coyotes might move to Salt Lake. Salt Lake's on the Houston is definitely on, on the list. Yeah. Um, you, 
a lot of people like to see a team go back to Quebec City. I, I don't know if that's going to be on the real, real short list. We heard mm -hmm. Hartford, Connecticut coming up again. But the next one on the list for me are those two in the West. It's going to be yeah. Houston. So you have the natural rival with the Dallas Stars. And then you get Salt Lake City that I think is poised to get a team next. I think they've got the ownership group in place. I think they've got the money and, and, and a place to play short term. And then mm -hmm. you've got natural rivals with Colorado and Seattle. Yeah. So I would look for Seattle next as long as it's not the Coyotes moving. I'm all with it, but <laughs> right. just don't get those Coyotes moving talk again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know that's going to be, that'll be one of the, the topics, but the first thing I want to talk about um, with you is, is Matthew, Austin Matthews ties to Arizona um, with them being a possible free agent next year, unless, you know, Toronto is able to figure out their cap issue uh, and, you know, sign uh, Nylander and, and Matthews. Where do you, do you think the possibility of him in Arizona is a thing? You know, you'd always want to, from a marketing standpoint, bringing Austin Matthews back to the desert would be phenomenal. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a really good fit for that. Yeah. I'm not sure the Coyotes are ready for Austin Matthews, meaning that they're still playing in a college size arena. They don't have a long-term arena deal, which really hurts them financially to be able to pay for a player like Austin Matthews. But Austin Matthews loves it here. Like he's literally here right now. He skates here in the summer. So he handles the heat. His family, his friends are here. The one thing I think Austin Matthews wants to do is I think he wants to win. Yeah. And, and I don't think the Coyotes are ready right now. So the only way I think this is imminent is if you see Toronto tear it up next year and he hoists the Stanley Cup in the city of Toronto, then maybe because you've already accomplished that. You've got enough money. You're going to make your money wherever you go. And we always talk about it while he wouldn't go to Arizona. If you can live where you want to live and make a lot of money doing what you like doing, and I mean for any of us in any job, well, you do it. And his right. family still has a presence here. His friends are here. He loves the city of Scottsdale. Um, I would never say never. I just don't think it's imminent. I, I If he did a bridge deal in Toronto, he does a two or three bridge deal. I could see that at the time that the Coyotes now have an arena. You're talking about players like um, Logan Cooley and Dylan Gunther are now ready to excel and be those guys. And now he can play for a team that's on the up. Then I could see that. But if he signs a long-term seven or eight-year deal in Toronto, clearly, I, I, I do believe this, and I'll call this on your show. I believe Austin Matthews will play for the Arizona Coyotes at some day in his career. Mm -hmm. He might be 35 and he might be done but he might end his career in Arizona because I, I do think that it is a natural fit. Yeah. I think it would, it would make sense for him to, to, to play in Arizona at least once in his career, you know, even I if agree. it is towards the end of his career, um, it would, it would be cool not for just him, but you know, for his you know family and friends who are, who are out in Arizona um, to be able to see him play for, you know, the, the team that, you know, he, he, you know, grew up around. Absolutely. And, and, and there's another player there in Toronto, too, he is Matthew Nyes. And you talk about Matty Nyes, another kid from Arizona, born and raised and trained here. And it's funny how it, you probably don't see this in the St. Louis market, but, but this yeah. fan base gets a lot of grief and they're the butt of jokes in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Always picking on the Coyotes. And it comes a lot from the, the north of the border. And it's funny that that organization right now in Toronto is trying to save their 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 franchise with Austin Matthews yeah. and their great rookie, Matty Nyes. They bring in Shane Doan. To, to help um, guide um, Brad Trey living who also worked here in Arizona. So there's this large contingent of Arizona connections that are trying to save the Toronto Maple Leafs. So just stop teasing us and picking on us because you yeah. need us. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, it just has to do with. I mean, you look at this the the final four, the Stanley Cup this year for the for the playoffs. You, you got what Vegas, or Vegas, uh, Florida, Dallas, uh, and Carolina. Dallas, so you got Carolina. all nice. You got great and warm weather cities, and yeah. and you know what? What else you you're seeing, Brandon? Is you're seeing teams over this off season mm-hmm. that are going, hey, I want to play somewhere else. You're looking at Connor Hellebuck in Winnipeg going, you know what? I'm done here. I want out. We've heard it by multiple players out of Calgary. I want out. You've seen yeah. it in city, you know, cities like Ottawa. I want out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know what they don't do? I mean, Chickering wanted to leave, but they don't want to leave these nice south warm weather climates. That's where players right. want to go to. Matthew Kuchuk yeah. wants to leave Calgary to go to Florida. So, yeah, I, I do think that if you're going to play hockey, there are great markets south and mm-hmm. the southern hemisphere of the united states so um we'll see how uh, hopefully it continues to grow here in arizona and they find a rink and we move on i hope yeah yeah actually i have a, a question for you really quick um sure from from youtube so, so do you see dylan gunther getting more ice time <laughs> with the team this year than last year see with the big tortilla we've got a good he's from arizona too so do i see dylan gunther getting more time i'm concerned about gunther he went back to juniors to play in seattle for the thunderbirds at the end of the season they went onto the memorial cup playoffs and he was outstanding there the one thing the coyotes have done is they've picked and picked up some nice forwards this year they added zucker this year they had kerfoot this year so that's a big pieces i don't know where gunther's gonna fit I, I think he's going to have to scratch and claw to get his ice time. I think he will get the opportunity to play in the top six when this season starts because Dylan Gunther is a high draft pick from a few years ago. He's proven to be a goal scorer in every league he's played in. So I do think he's going to get every opportunity to play early. Now, does Dylan Gunther continue that throughout the season? That's going to be up to him. But I think early he is going to get every opportunity to play. Okay. Um, so so I guess like the the next thing, you can talk about prospects like, like Logan Cooley. And uh, Dylan Gunther. So Logan Cooley played 22 games um, last year with uh, with I think it was uh, University of Minnesota. University of Minnesota, the Golden Gophers. Um, you bet. 22 goals in 39 games. That's that's you know something to be proud of. And you got Josh Doan, who you know made his somewhat of NHL debut last year. Um, he had, you know, played in 14 games at 30 38 goals at at, a, at Arizona State last year. Even though his his dad has moved on to to Toronto um, to be part of their staff, he, which, which you know. Which one of those prospects do you do you believe is going to be the next you know next well, great player for the Coyotes? The, the guy they're really waiting for is Logan Cooley, and he mm-hmm. he's a kid that's going to go back to the University of Minnesota. They were they go take the national championship game to overtime against Quinnipiac, and and they lose that game. So I think he has something to prove. But this kid, he was picked third in last year's draft in the twenty twenty two draft. That you if you redrafted, I think he probably would be number one. Kid's unreal. Like his breakaway speed is phenomenal. His hands are amazing. This kid can play, and so I think they're waiting for him to come along and be the next big guy. But you got Connor Geeky, a guy who played for the Winnipeg uh, Ice last year, and now was now moving to Wenatchee. He's another guy, one of those young forwards. Connor Geeky, Dylan Gunther, and then a guy they just signed this week is Matthias Michelli, who a lot Saw of that. fans outside of Arizona don't know. Matthias Michelli. He finished first in goals per game by rookies last season. Kid right. can play. And I think he's a name you're going to hear from. So they do have these young players, but it's the back end that's so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. That you talk about those forwards, but you got guys like Maverick Lamaru, who's six foot eight. Maximilian Zuber is the one to look for next. I think he's going to be the first one. Nobody knows about Maximilian Zuber. He's a German national. He is big and he's strong. And I wouldn't doubt if he plays games this season. But you look what they did at this year's draft. 
they drafted a, a, a huge Russian defenseman in Simashev, Dmitry Simashev, who's another six foot five, six foot six. This is right. going to be a very, very, very big, strong defense in the years to come. It's just not going to be right now. So you're going to have to wait right. for another two or three years before you start seeing these guys. But Logan Cooley clearly is their top prospect and one of the top prospects that's outside of the NHL right now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he seems like, you know, I don't know too, too much about about him, like some of the prospects with with the Coyotes. Um, but he seems like he's he'll, he'll be he's, he's going to step up, you know, and, and for sure. take that next step sooner than. Um, soon as some of the other guys, I know the, the blues just drafted, uh, Tyler board Davinsky, and they're already talking about him, like making that impact next year. Maybe not, you know, probably not this yeah. year, but next year, you know, he's played against guys and, um, you know, it, it, it scored and, and played really well against some of the, you know, in, in the professional leagues over, over in Europe. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be interesting because we, we watched him Dalvor Dvorsky a lot because we thought that's who the Coyotes might take at six. So we're looking mm -hmm. at a player about a really good 200 foot player, another good sized kid. And I think yeah. you're going to see his impact in the NHL. I, I don't think it's going to be this coming season in 23, 24, right. but definitely the year after I would look at Dalvor Dvorsky to be a guy that you're going to see in the, in the blues lineup for sure. Yeah. 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 It'll, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how the season, um, for the for the Blues, any, really any team in the Central Division, um, you know, we have Ryan O'Reilly coming back to, to the Central Division in Nashville. Um, but let's, let's we talk about uh, some something like the cap space. So they have sixteen point three million in cap space left for for this season. Um, at least that's what I saw. Um, do, you, do you think they go after anybody? I know there's still a lot of big names out there. You know, Tarasenko out there, um, Matt Dumba. Is there anybody out there who who they would? possibly spend that money on yeah i think with michelli signing and they still got to get mcbain signed i think you're gonna see that number dwindle i think that number is going to be closer to six seven million by the time they get everything done that they have to get their uh, their rfas resigned the answer is no I, I, I hope, and the only player that they're still looking at is Matt Dumba. And this is all in his camp right now. Matt Dumba wants to play somewhere else. It's clear to me that he wants to be in another team that's trying to find cap space for him. And I believe that's Dallas, but I, I may be wrong. But he's waiting to see if they can, those other teams that are closer to winning and being ready to win right now mm -hmm. can come through with a contract. If they can't, the Coyotes have both the money and the cap space, and they desperately need help on the back end for this season. I think we talked about their prospects, but that's years away. I think right now they need help at the back end. I think that's one of their weak, weak spots on this roster. So Matt Dummel would definitely help that. I, I think they would like to sign him, but if they don't, I don't expect them to go for anybody else this season. Yeah. I would say that, I mean, being St. Louis, Vladimir Tarasenko was a, was a big name. Um, you know, for, for not just the St. Louis area, but for the central division, you know, for the teams that they that had to play against him, um, you, to, to see him still not signed. Um, it's yeah, kind it's of hard to think. It's the money. I mean, you get yeah. into these teams and the situations where you think you, I mean, if you're going to take on a Tarasenko contract, you got to be ready to win. And right. the teams that are ready to win are having a really hard time finding that space. And that's where mm -hmm. it gets interesting. The Coyotes could use a player like Vladimir Tarasenko. Absolutely. They could. Yeah. But they're not ready to win. Like, so what does that separate you from fourth to last to fifth to last? I mean, it's yeah. it's it's a tough decision to make. The teams that he really would help and help get over the hump, they have that problem trying to figure out a way to get him to fit inside their cap space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that you had the, the I would, wouldn't say scare, but it was almost like the, you know, with the Brinkett going to, to Ottawa or to Detroit, mm -hmm. I, I thought that that Ottawa was going to sign Tarasenko like, like that day, the next day, I thought we were going to yeah. see Tarasenko to Ottawa. And then you had the, uh, 
the scare, not necessarily the scare, but the the kind of early announcement, I guess, of him going to Carolina. Yeah, um, which makes sense. Yeah, it's another team. I, I, they're ready to win. It's another team yeah. ready to win. And you saw what happened to them in the playoffs last year when they had injuries that really limited their offensive output. A player like Tarasenko adds to that offensive depth, which they really lacked in the yeah. playoffs. And if you're going to get over in the East, you better have some depth. And, and yeah. I think that was what Carolina was missing. And that really kept them from moving on in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you talk about like the, the other teams in the, in the central division, you know, Chicago getting, getting Connor Bedard. Um, you know, Ryan O'Reilly going back to or going to Nashville. Um, I, I think t- for me, the biggest the biggest question mark is still Chicago. Um, I mean, kind of know what what's being built in Arizona. Um, but I think one of the one of the quiet pickups for for at least the teams in in the Central Division is is Tyler Hall or Taylor Hall to, to Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, I, that it's, one kind of surprised me. It, here's the thing that I'm concerned about. And, and I, t- Taylor Hall was a coyote. So mm-hmm. I've, I've seen the kid and I've seen him in the locker room. Taylor Hall's a really, really, really talented hockey player. He's incredibly yeah. fast. He can make things happen offensively. Sometimes he's difficult to play with. And I don't mean that from a personality or he's a bad guy at all, but he, he doesn't, he's a different player. And sometimes he doesn't always fit. I liked his fit in Boston. I thought he was a good piece of the puzzle in Boston. And I thought they might actually, I had them winning the cup. Clearly, I don't know anything about hockey, but I thought (laughs) he fit really well there. I'm not sure what or how he fits with Chicago Blackhawks. I think the move is to get Connor Bedard some experienced high end offensive player to play with. I'm not sure how it's going to work. And here again, I don't know. I still believe the Arizona Coyotes have a better record at the end of the season than the Chicago Blackhawks next year. Yeah. I think I think the move that Chicago made, I, I don't think they're ready to win yet. And they, they shouldn't be. Connor Bedard is going to be the first year in the league. They're, he is not going to save the franchise overnight. Over right. time, I think he will. I, I just don't think it's right now. So I, I don't think Chicago takes the steps that I think they as an organization think they're going to. Um, and, and Nashville, mm-hmm. you talked about the O'Reilly signing. I another when i look at their roster i don't see him fitting i don't understand which direction nashville is going so it's another team i think is going to struggle in the central st louis i like some of the players in st louis i think st louis has an offensive i i think their their offensive side of the puck is incredibly strong i i think you look at the money they've spade for Cairo and thomas they're they're expecting a lot of big things that's gonna be still got buchnevich you've got shen you've got a lot of guys signed to big contracts mm-hmm. and they better win now I mean, you've got guys, even at the back end, Falk, Krug, Perry, I mean, that back end is solid. That's as good as the top six in the Central Division. You can you can argue with Colorado when they're healthy, but they mm-hmm. have proven they can never be healthy. So I think St. Louis's strength comes from their back end, and can, can Bennington play? And I think that's where St. Louis is going to be. I have St. Louis as a playoff team next season. Um, I think clearly far and away above the best team in the Central again is going to be the Colorado Avalanche. I just think they need to stay healthy. And without Landis Gog starting the season and supposedly out for the entire year, they are they deep enough to get over? And and I love Dallas. I, I really, really like Dallas. But I think Colorado, when everybody's healthy, is there. And then I do think St. Louis takes a jump up this year. Yeah, it'll be it'll be um I know I know our defense. Um on the defense it's always that's always the talk, you know, it's been the talk for the last two years. St. Louis is is the defense. Um, you know, that it's not performing that, you know, at the expectations it's supposed to be. Um, 
and that they, you know, it was all, it was all, you know, Bennington's fault. And it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't always, always Bennington's fault. There was, there was times when you, you watch the Blues play defensively and you're like, that just doesn't look, it doesn't look like it's, something's not fitting right. Rather it's, it's uh, the, the, the scheme of the defense or how they're, you know, how they're doing it. Craig Bruby is just, I mean, he's that defensive kind of coach too. He wants that, you know, the, the four check from the defensive guys um, to, to really, you know, push things forward to keep, you know, keep the play in the offensive zone for the guys like Kyrie and Thomas and Shin uh, and Bucinavich to get the opportunities that they that they had. Yeah, but they're going to find. And when I look at the St. Louis Blues, one of the big things you talked about, um, Barubi, he's going to have to find a way. You've got Bennington locked up for another three years. Yeah. He's got to stop the extracurricular stuff. Like, right. like to me, <laughs> when I watch, but when I watch Bennington, if I'm if I'm going in and I'm going to scout Bennington and I have to play against Bennington, we're getting in his kitchen. We're going to get in the mm-hmm. blue paint. We're going to we're going to chirp every time we get through the blue paint. We're going to make life hard on him and just wait for him to snap because yeah. he will. And I think once he learns that, he's still young. When he's good, he's really good. When mm-hmm. he's bad, he's really bad. And I think he gets off his game really easily. So I think he's going to have to learn to contain that and focus that energy in a different direction. And I also think he needs to find a way to become more more consistent. Uh, I still think he's he's a guy that can be good in this league, but I think the leash has to be short for him. And honestly, it's going to be short for Craig Berube too. And they've made changes mm-hmm. at the assistant coaching position in St. Louis. Berube's won a cup there, so you get a little longer leash when you've won. But but unless they they find a way to turn it around early, he's going to be one of the guys that comes up first as he's in the yeah. hot seat in the National Hockey League coaching carousel. The, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. I think it's uh, you know, it, it, within within 30, 40 games that they're not you know at least above you know five five six seven games above five hundred. I think he I think there's a, a possibility that he. He won't be the coach um, after that that amount of time. Like, yeah. you, you know, he could be wrong. Um, I said when winning the cup in in St. Louis has <laughs> you, you become a, a a basically national hero around here. Absolutely for, for winning the you know winning the cup and and you know obviously it wasn't just him, but um, you know the, the, just what they put put around um, with Doug Armstrong and obviously the, the relationship mm-hmm. um, is it, still strong. Still believes yep. in what in what they're doing down there. Um, necessarily, do we see any possible trades between Arizona and St. Louis? We got you know you got Bill Armstrong, Doug Armstrong. Is there, yeah, you know, it's funny because it's funny with with Bill Armstrong as a general manager here, who was a longtime assistant GM in St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, amateur scout in St. Louis for a very long time, helped draft a lot of those players that helped them win the cup. I think he's trying to copy that blueprint that he had in yeah. St. Louis. He's he he's trying to be big and strong like he did in St. Louis and he's trying to get really good draft picks later in the draft. And that's another thing that St. Louis did extremely well to help them win a cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I maybe down the road. I just, I don't think there's anything there right now of value. The Coyotes have draft picks to trade and that's right. what they've been able to trade. And right now St. Louis needs to win any players. So yeah. I, I don't think there's anything imminent, but I do like that the, that the Coyotes are following in St. Louis's footsteps as how to build a team. And I think Bill Armstrong learned a lot at St. Louis on how to do that. Mm-hmm. And I like the direction he's going. I think this is a team, when you talk about the Coyotes, they're still going to continue to be the butt of the joke of the league. I get it. It's mostly about the arena, and, and I understand that and attendance and so forth. I get it. But the team itself, they're one of the teams, when you look at the Central Division right now, they're not a playoff team. They'll tell you they're not a playoff team. They're not ready to be a playoff team. But mm-hmm. 
we, we talked already talked about Nashville is, is going in one direction. Winnipeg's going a direction. I think they're going down. I think Minnesota will take a bump here in the next few years once they get rid of the Parisi and Suter contracts. But mm-hmm. St. Louis is one that's kind of in the middle. Are they going up or are they going down? Are they rebuilding or are they? I don't know yet. So you're St. Louis is going to be one that's interesting. Colorado is still on the top for a while, mm-hmm. but look out for Arizona and, and, and they're doing great things in the Central Division in the future. This is a team that I think will be a perennial playoff team, but it might be a while this year. Honestly, I, I think they're they're still they got seventy points last year. I think yeah. they're they I, they're going to struggle to get that. They, 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 that was a, an unusual year because of teams playing in Mullet Arena for the first time. So I think they're going to struggle to repeat what they did a year ago. Mm-hmm. But I think they're on the right path to doing things great in the future. And, and again, following in St. Louis's footsteps. Yeah. So we talk about last year. They you know finished seventh in the Central Division. You know twenty eight, forty, and fourteen with seventy points. Um, they got two point seven goals per game, which was, which was 27th in, in the NHL. Um, and guys like, um, like, like Alex Kerfoot from, from Toronto, how much of a difference do you think that'll make when it comes to, you know, how, how many goals, the productivity of the offense? This was a big problem in Arizona, and it has been for a long time on, on being able to to score and generate offense. And it was gold. You can go back to the day Tippett eras in the, in the, you know, right. 14, 15, they struggled to score. I think this year you, you added Zucker, and I, and I think he's going to help offensively. Kerfoot, you already talked about, I think he's going to have uh, mm-hmm. help offensively. The concern is their leading score last year was Clayton Keller, who tied yeah. a franchise record in points last season. To expect that again, that's challenging. It's challenging mm-hmm. for somebody to put up those kind of points in a team that doesn't make the playoffs or doesn't get a 100-point season. So you got to produce a lot of offense on your own. I think you're going to look for players, like I said, Michelli. I think Michelli and Kraus, I think they're going to score by committee more so than you're going to look at one and two players being the guy to carry the load. They need another big season by Keller. They absolutely without question, but this team is still going to struggle to get goals. Now can Nick Bugstead, who's coming back from a brief stint in, in Edmonton and returning to the team, can he help? I think they're going to play almost four lines in depth. Everybody's going to have to help, but this team, and not only will they have trouble scoring, I think they're going to have a hard time defending that's mm-hmm. they lost Jacob Chikrin. You lost Shane Gostas bear. Um, Patrick Nemeth is got his contract bought out. So you have a lot of young defensemen. And I think if you, if a St. Louis blues fan takes a look at this coyotes roster, they're going to look at the six defensemen and go, who, who are these yeah. guys? You yeah. know, we talked about how strong St. Louis's top six are. I'm not, I'm not saying Arizona's won't be. They got guys like Yusuf Alamaki and JJ Mosier who are young, mm-hmm. talented hockey players but they're young and I mean, 19, 20 year old young. So I, I think right. their concern is going to be, are they going to be able to defend? And I, I don't know if that bodes well for this team right away. Their goaltenders are going to have to be elite for this mm-hmm. team to, to continue and match that 70 point season from a year ago. Yeah, no, I know that I saw that they had, they had signed. Um, it was the goaltender. I don't know the goaltender's name off the top of my head. Um, uh, they, well, they just they they did sign the two, younger, so they have both yeah, they got Vimelka and Connor Ingram back from last year, and then they it. signed um, Matt Vielta in um, mm-hmm. from the Ottawa Reign that's going to push Ivan Prosvitov down in Tucson. So they're deeper in goal than they've been in a long time. But with Vimelka and Ingram, it's a one A one B. I mean, Vimelka, mm-hmm. Karel Vimelka, people don't know who he is around the league either. He's a guy that if he has a consistent season, I would look for Karel Vimelka to possibly get traded at the trade deadline mm-hmm. when teams need a goalie because he's shown he can win this league. He's six foot five. He's a big goaltender. He's put up decent numbers on a bad hockey team. So he's a guy that may leave. But Connor Ingram, they picked up off of waivers from Nashville a year ago, and he was out 
outstanding. Like he got points in 10 of his last 13 starts. He's a guy that helped this team win games and getting him back makes this a one, two punch that it's hey, it's, it's not going to lead you to the promised land and get you winning a Stanley cup, but they do have a chance to be in every game that they play. Yeah. You know, I, I look, I was looking at the, uh, the, the, the schedule from last year and, you know, the, at the end of the season, it, it was, it was rough. You know, you won in 11, the last 12 games of the season. Um, hopefully that's not, you know, what you're they, looking at for this year, but they were mind, all though, Brandon, games. Keep in mind though, at that time, you, you, this was a team that was sixth to last that was hoping to be in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. So at that mm-hmm. last 10 games, they took Ivan Prozvatov from their American league team and he played every night. Connor Ingram didn't play the last month. They took him out because mm-hmm. I, I think he was winning so much and they wanted to see what Prozvatov could do because they were both going to be RFAs. So right. those last 11 games, they were, I mean, call it what it is. Connor Bedard is the best player in in NHL for a decade. And mm. if you're going to make a run at him, make a run at him. So they really struggled down the stretch. I And they dismantled the team at the trade line. We talked about right. Bugstead and Gostaspear and Stetcher. And it was a mass exodus. They lost so many players at the trade deadline. So from there on out, they really struggled. I don't think that's what's going to happen. And again, this year, their starting schedule is nowhere near. They played the first month of the season on the road last year because they had nowhere to yeah. play yet. The mullet wasn't finished. So they played the first tw- 20 of their first 23 games on the road. So yeah, that would be different this year too. So I, I think they'll, they'll be playing at home. will help them early. Uh, again, I, they're not going to compete with the St. Louis blues for a playoff spot. They're not, they'll get their wins and they'll surprise some teams, especially here at home It's a mm-hmm. tough place to play. And we saw that from some of the best teams in the league came in here and lost Toronto, Boston, Tampa, and they right. all lost in mullet arena. It's a hard place to play. So they'll get their wins, but they're, they're not ready to be a playoff team. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm still, um, as as a blues as a blues fan, and then you know watching the blues, you know last several years and seeing, you know the, the ups and downs of the, of the Coyotes. There was that time where they were like, like okay, like maybe this is it was fourteen, fifteen ish. I would say maybe sixteen, where they were, you know, uh, they went to the Western Conference Final one year. Yeah, twenty twelve, twenty twelve. They did. Yeah, they um, lost to the Stanley Cup champion L.A. Kings that year, and they yeah. thought they were the better team. But oh well. Yeah, 2012, yeah. they were they were a piece or two away, and Mike Smith helped carry that team. There is no mm-hmm. question that he did that. But that was a team that was a pro playoff team, and you looked at, okay, their future is bright, but then it, it comes back to finances, and you can't resign right. all of the players that keep you there. And to do that's difficult. And so you need to do that through the drafts. So you have the young kids coming up all the time. Cowboys didn't have that. And they 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 tried to get in the Connor McDavid sweepstakes in 14-15. And they were bad. And since then, it's been hard. They they made the playoffs in the bubble, the bubble playoffs in 2020, where they, they right. got over Nashville to play Colorado in that round. And they were close the year after that. But but it, it, this team has rebuilt more th- than any team in the Central Division. And they seem to always be in a rebuild. And it's, it's so frustrating to be mm-hmm. a fan of this organization because it seems like it's always something. You know, it's arena, it's a building, it's revenue. It's, it's, it's really hard. And this, this fan base desperately needs something good to happen. And, and I hope it's in the near future. And you saw what it did for St. Louis, they going on a yeah. playoff run in the dream season they had from January on, um, it changes the outlook of a franchise and, and the, mm. desperately the coyotes need that they need some good news. And, and I hope that it's coming later this fall. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can always, you can see what they're trying to build, um, I said before, you can see what they're trying to build in, in Arizona. Um, with the youth that they're, you know, that they're the prospects and 
and, and whatnot. And, and the guys that they're bringing in, the veterans that they're bringing in, like Jason Zucker and, and Alex Kierfoot, um, unfortunately, with, with the news of, of Galchenyuk and all, all yeah. you know, the stuff going on there, um, with him, you can see what they're, what they're trying to build. And, and Brandon, they need a building. They, this yeah. team, they they lost the vote in May to, in the city of Tempe. The Tempe um, residents voted against the new building in their mm-hmm. municipality, which is unfortunate because I don't think they had all the information. I don't think they understood what they were voting for. And now the Coyotes need a home. They're, yeah. They cannot continue to play in a college arena long-term. The league won't allow it, and it's it's just a bad look for the league. So they've got to find a building. They have sites. They're looking right. at sites. I, I firmly believe they will narrow that down to three sites by the time the season starts. And I anticipate by January 1st, they will be announcing the new site of their new building. I, I firmly believe that. The league wants a team here in the in the state of Arizona desperately. Mm-hmm. Gary Gutman has shown over and over and over again his commitment to keeping a team here. The yeah. owners want the team here because the, guess what? If they want to move a team to Salt Lake City, they want the expansion fees. They want to bring in those kind of fees to their ownership group, mm-hmm. and owners can make a lot more money on an expansion team than relocating a team. So I, I do believe Arizona is going to stay here. I do believe they're going to get an arena deal done, and then and only then can you look at this team being oh yeah, this team might be a Stanley Cup contender, but that won't be until they get the, the arena done and built. And so we're we're three, four years away from a team that you go, oh my goodness, this, yeah. this could be a really good hockey team. And then once they do, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be that way for years to come because I think it's going to be a destination for players to play because you're going to have a great mm-hmm. building in a city that's, hey, it's hard to beat this weather in, in the middle yeah. of winter. I mean, I, St. Louis is a great city and I know a lot of players retire there, but buddy, this is phenomenal in the middle of winter. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a destination, but they have to have those things. They have to have an arena. They have to have a stable ownership group and they have to be on a path to winning. If they get those things, I think this will be a destination. And again, that's years in the future. Yeah. So is there, is there anything that, you know, what, what sites can we expect, you know, and you said, Hopefully by January they'll be announcing. Um, will it be within within Glendale or is it going to be more Tempe? Yeah, I think it's going to. I think you're going to look more East Valley, and I think you're going to be looking at municipalities like Mesa, Mesa, and Scottsdale. I think are the top two. Um, there are some locations near where they were looking at in Tempe that, that are not Tempe. So you're mm-hmm. looking at the, that's that West Mesa and South Scottsdale. I think those are the ideal locations for this team to be. They need to be. I, I know people in West Valley of Arizona, and you might not be familiar with it, but our, our the season ticket holder base is on the east side of this valley. And, and unfortunately, Glendale Arena is in the west, and they just had difficulties with corporate sponsorships and getting to games. This this team needs to be to be financially viable. Needs to be in the Eastern Valley, and that that's Mesa or Scottsdale. And there's also talk of the Salt River Indian community taking a team on where they they have they have the Diamondbacks have put their spring training facility, the Colorado Rockies spring training facility is in that part of the Valley in the salt river um, Indian community. And I, I could see that happening too. I could see that be another location that, that, that the coyotes could move um, again, keeping the team in the East Valley. So I do think there's viable options and I do think something is going to materialize before the end of this year. Yeah. It would be nice to, to, to see them have a, you know, a, a new home, you know, something that, that for sure. know, is, is built there. Um, that you know the, the fans. I mean, I, obviously, stadiums are becoming more entertainment districts than they are just arenas. Because um, I mean, we saw what what they were trying to build there in Tempe. Um, it, I'm trying trying to think of the way to word the question. Um, what what is what is the issue that what's causing some of the issues with the state with getting a stadium deal done? Well, I, I think it's the same everywhere, and I, and I think what happens are people with with the information they they don't want to feel like they're supporting public 
mm. using public money to support a private venture. And I think what they look at a, a billionaire owner and going, why would I help a billionaire owner? Why doesn't he just right. build it? He's a billionaire. And I think what was misunderstood, at least in the Tempe deal, is that wasn't coming out of the taxpayers' pockets. And it was there mm. was really poor communication between the two, you know, between the organization and the, the voters of Tempe. I don't think they informed them on exactly how the deal would work. But that is always a problem. If people right. don't want to take and dig into their taxpayer dollars to pay for a sports facility, because let's be honest, I mean, sports facilities, they don't always make a lot of money. It, right. It's about it's about what is what is the value of civic pride? What is it about? Out, you know the city of St. Louis. Look at what the what the Cardinals and the Blues have brought mm. to the St. Louis downtown, and the pride you have of supporting your your teams. Right. I do think finances have become a part of it. The other piece of it, too, what happens with these ownership groups, and this is across North America, is they 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 don't always do what's best for the sport or the team. They do what's best for them in a real estate deal or a mm. real estate venture. And you talk about the surrounding land. That was one of the problems. This team should have been in Scottsdale 20 years ago. They broke ground in the East Valley in Scottsdale, but it became about the surrounding area and about being able to make a real estate deal and, and apartments and movie mm. theaters and restaurants more than it did about is it a good place for the hockey team? And once you start looking at these ancillary things and make it a real estate deal, well, it's no longer about the sports teams. And that's how it ended up in Glendale because the land was free. Well, it's free land. Well, okay, yeah. I get free land. I don't, we didn't come to think that people aren't going to drive out here three times a week to come watch your team. They just thought free land, I'll build a little mall, which they did. And Westgate is there and exists and there's restaurants and, and all of those things did happen, but it just wasn't the right place for the hockey team. So I think those are the, some of the reasons that, that stop a building from happening. And again, I think this ownership group has the financial ability to get it done and they want to desperately keep the team here. So I strongly believe there will be a team here in Arizona for years and years to come. Yeah, you you can see that from from the organ like the NHL ownership, like the the higher ups within it with you know Gary Bettman. He's constantly you know talking about keeping the team. He doesn't want to move them to Quebec. Um, he doesn't want to move them anywhere. He wants them to be in Arizona because he, he sees the possibility and then you know what can be what can be brought to you know Arizona and in the area, um, keeping the Coyotes there. And I don't think he likes to relocate. I mean, he's relocated what has been one team. Atlanta. Yeah, when you look at Atlanta, move to Winnipeg, and and, and yeah. here's the reality: if if people are listening here in the St. Louis Blues fans, hockey here can work. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt in my mind it can work, and I, I want to dispel the myth and the rumor that this team is moving to Quebec. They're not. This team, they're not moving mm -hmm. somewhere else. And when you talk about Gary Bettman's commitment to this market, Phoenix Metro area is one of the ten. 10 biggest TV markets in the country. And, and yeah. this is something that owners don't want to give up on. You, this is a huge population base. There is a, there money to be spent here. It just has to be done the right way. And unfortunately they've stumbled so many times in different ownership groups and different management groups and nothing it has never aligned where everything came together. I'm hoping this is the ownership group that can make that happen. Mm -hmm. But I do believe like you said, the league wants to be here. This team just, I, I wish they could get shovels in the ground so we could stop it all. And we could stop yeah. the, you look at, you don't deal with it, but the jokes on Twitter, it's constant about <laughs> what's going on here in Arizona. And I just want that narrative to end because the hockey fans here deserve better. I understand you want to give it to the owner. That's fine. But the, 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 the hockey fans in Arizona, they deserve better than being the butt of the joke year after year after year. Yeah, it seems like it's just it's the same. It's it's not even like it's different. It's the same thing. 
over yep. and over. It is. Um, it's always Arizona. And it, again, with the Galchenyuk thing, it's Arizona. And it's yeah. Arizona again. And you burn the news mm-hmm. and it's that again. It's it's just, yeah. I want those kind of things to, to stop the, the the current path that sometimes could, that gets surrounded by this organization. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's weird. It's, it's kind of like, you know, not necessarily the Toronto or the Western Conference, but it's like the, you know, it's, it's, they're, you know, Arizona's always brought up in the news, like yep, just like it Toronto. Is. And it's never about how good they're doing in hockey. Yeah. That's for sure. It's always yeah. something else. Believe me, I know, buddy. I know. Yeah. And hopefully that ends soon. I hope so. We need some good news here in the Valley. We really do. So let's hope it happens this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much, how much longer you have. Um, with I got nothing here. to do, Brandon. I can sit here and talk yeah. hockey. You tell um, me. Like I said, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about, I guess, the, the upcoming season. Okay. Um, you know, what, what, necessarily we should expect from from the coyotes and and you know with central division and even in the western conference yeah i, I think you're going to see them and when i said they had a good season last year they finished the sixth to last overall and second to last in the central i do believe there's teams that are better in the central this year and i mm-hmm. didn't say that going into last year i think they're better than chicago and i think they're they're going to compete with nashville i think that's where the central division is going to follow out at the bottom end i'm not sure what winnipeg is going to be yet i i, I think they've got a ways to go they're gonna to have to deal the connor hellebuck moves gonna have yeah. we'll see what what comes of their roster after that move um so i think they're still going to be towards the bottom of the central division and i do think they're going to be bottom towards the bottom of the western conference too i i think you're going to look at anaheim and mm-hmm. san jose are still going to be teams that are going to struggle and, and be down towards the bottom of, of the standings too so when you look at what the coyotes to expect yeah this is going to be another tough year i i think last year you looked at them they wanted to deal a lot of players at the trade deadline and i don't know if that's going to change again i wouldn't be surprised if you see players like bukestead and zucker and karel vamelka maybe and those kind of names being available at the trade deadline again it wouldn't surprise me bill armstrong has shown he wants to get more draft picks and build the cupboards through the draft that's the way you do that at the trade deadline. I think there are going to be some breakout seasons and I, I, for fans there in St. Louis to keep an eye on that. Matias Michelli kid can play and he just signed a new three-year deal. And mm-hmm. I know he's not a, a household name yet, but when the Blues play the Coyotes, keep an eye on him. He's, he's an elite skilled plat, passer and playmaker. And and he, he the plays he makes um, are, are absolutely uh, jaw-dropping how well he can pass the puck. So look for Matias Michelli. And on the back end, I already talked about Mosier, but Mosier yeah. and Valamaki are another two young guys that I think you're expecting to take that next step and be part of that young core. And then the all-star on this team is Clayton Keller. And Clayton Keller... He 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 did. He had a broken leg a year ago. Didn't train the entire summer. Was in a cast the entire summer. Broke his femur, and they weren't sure if he was going to walk, skate, or play in any in any capacity in in the near future. And and lo and behold, no practice time, no training camp. Plays the first game and has the best season of a coyote since Keith Kachuk back in 99. So Clayton Keller's elite. Like he, he and St. Louis kid, by the way. So yeah. that's, and I remember like he played his first game against the St. Louis blues way, way, mm-hmm. way back when, but the kid is he's phenomenal. And he look for him. The, the coyotes haven't had a captain in the last two seasons. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Clayton Keller becomes the captain of the coyotes this year. And I expect him to have another outstanding year. And if, if there's a player to watch anytime this team plays, it's him. He, he's become mm-hmm. a 200 foot player. He's offensive. He can get back in the back check. He defends well. He'll block shots. He is a complete player right now, and he's been their all-star. He's been an all-star twice, and 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 I would think he's the guy to look forward to be the MVP and, and the leading goal scorer on this team again. Yeah, yeah. It, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, I know there was that little bit of time where it's like, you know, 
I don't know how true the, the rumors and stuff were, but that he wanted out of of Arizona. Well, it's interesting because a couple things happened when you when he first signed that contract. He signed a contract under GM. Then was John Chica, and the contract's like, oh my god, mm-hmm. what'd you give him all that money for? And then for the next two years, man, I was one of them that said that the contract's untradeable. It's ridiculous yeah. that he signed into this contract. Well, now it's not ridiculous because now he's putting up the kind of numbers that that they had expected him to do. And as far as the trade and the rumors with that, it started with his dad and his dad got on Twitter and his mm-hmm. dad said that his account got hacked. Hey, I, I don't know if his account got hacked. It beats yeah. me. Don't know. <laughs> but but I've talked to Clayton himself and, and what he wanted to see is he wanted to see this team making a commitment and a move towards winning. He was tired of tanking and trying to lose. So I think one of the couple things that happened, they don't trade Nick Schmaltz. Nick Schmaltz had been his line mate and helped put up the kind of numbers that Clayton was able to put up because of Nick Schmaltz on his wing. So I think keeping him, I I think he was on the trade block. I think he was a guy they were looking at moving at the trade deadline. They didn't. I think that made Clayton Keller happy. And then the players we've already talked about, Kerfoot, Zucker, and they go, oh, okay, we're bringing in some bona fide NHL players. Okay, yeah, okay, this is something we haven't done in years here. So I think that, hey, he loves it here. Like, he loves Arizona. He's a big golfer, loves loves the climate, loves the weather, loves going, you know, the restaurants and bars and golf. and all. He loves everything that comes with it. He just wants to win. And so mm-hmm. I think that they showed, he's still young, right. and they showed, okay, here's the guys coming cooley geeky and gunther these guys are coming just hang out and in the meantime we're going to give you zucker we're going to give you kerfoot we're going to help you bugstead's coming back we're going to help you get there and give you more tools and so i I think those rumors have been overblown i don't think he's Mm -hmm. looking to get out right now um i think he's going to be the face of the franchise and i said i really believe he'll be named captain by the by the start of the season so i don't think clayton keller's going anywhere yeah, I know when uh, when it got brought up, the you know obviously the first connection is is to is to St. Louis, um, you know it's just it's just a natural connection being from St. Louis. Like Labus had all these guys, you know they're trying to to unload some of the defensive guys, and you know Arizona needs it's looking yep. to add that defensive presence, like a like a Colton Pareko or Justin Falk or somebody you know on that order, or even some of the younger guys that the that the Blues had um, or have. Um, yeah, know, it's that, interesting that, you bring that, that up because you look at. You look at player like Ky- we talked about Kyrie and Thomas, and uh-huh. you put Clayton Keller on the ice. Wow, yeah, you yeah. like that a lot. <laughs> like he he could play St. Louis Blue hockey. I don't think he could have two years ago. I don't think he was strong enough. I don't think he competed right. hard enough. He does now. And you talk about the defenseman that that this team has. I just, I, I mean, I, I I never, you never know what Bill Armstrong's going to do. But mm. I I firmly believe they're going to try to build this around Clayton Keller as a to moving him and building it somewhere else. So I, I think he's a drafted player here. He's been loyal to the organization. They've been loyal to him. I really hope he stays, but you're right. If I'm a St. Louis Blues fan, I would sure like to see him putting on the blue note. That would be an unbelievable, um, talk about homecoming. That'd be fantastic for the, the St. Louis Blues fans. Yeah, we, we had that little bit of excitement last year with uh, um, with Kachuk. You know, oh, yeah. his, whole, his whole thing is like, oh, what are like, what are the Blues going to do to to get Kachuk to to St. Louis? Yep. And then when you find out that he signed in Florida and what, you know, what he signed for, it's like, oh, they probably could have figured it out, figured it out um, yep. to 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 get Kachuk here. And you have seen what it did for Florida. Yeah. Um, he, and and by the way, Kachuk is like that. Talk about a, a prototypical St. Louis Blues fan, player. That it's him. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that is it. He plays a lot like his dad did when he came to St. Louis, but mm-hmm. better. And, and I don't tell big Walt, I said that, but I mean, Matthew <laughs> kid can play. And, and yeah. I tell you what, 
the numbers he put up in Florida were phenomenal. And yeah. the, the grit and the way he plays and gets to the net and defends his teammates are all the things you want to see from a St. Louis Blue as well. So, yeah, he would have been that guy in St. Louis. Do they have a number seven? Do, do I know? Do they have a seven now on their roster? Gosh, I don't know something I should I don't know. think so. Yeah, because I, I don't think so. Yeah, but put Big Walt, uh, Matt and Big Waltz. Seven would be awesome. Yeah, because Kevin Hayes ended up with thir- 12, 13. I think he's 13. Yeah, well, how about that? There you go. Keep it open. You never know. Never say never. Get Matthew and Brady back in the blues. Yeah, that could that that would be uh that would be something else to see them uh to see even all three of them at some point. And you know, you talk about Matthews in Arizona, that'd be something to see to see uh back there too. There you go. In in a blue note. Um, what about just in in just in general the NHL? Like, do you see Vegas and Florida? You know, being those teams to. You know, continue their basically, at least with Vegas, their dominance. Um, I know it's it, it so hurts hard, man. It's so hard in this league to win. It is yeah. so hard to win and to do it twice. Man, that, that that's a two month gauntlet. Mm-hmm. I, going into the playoffs, Dayton won. I had the Boston Bruins winning the Stanley Cup, and they're out in the first round. And every round, I said, "Well, Florida's going to lose this round. Florida's going to mm-hmm. lose this round." And, and they just don't. And, and even going into the Dallas-Vegas series, I had the Dallas Stars over Vegas. I did. I mm-hmm. thought Dallas was deeper. I thought the goaltender was better. And Vegas wins. And, and yeah. you just don't know. I like the Vegas Golden Knights. I think they defend incredibly well. I, I think they're hard to get scoring chances against. And when they did give up scoring opportunities, their goaltending was elite. And I thought their goaltending was going to be their 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 downfall last season and instead it ends up being a benefit i don't know what they're gonna do with laner now they've locked up hill uh Mm. i like vegas but we talk about the west when teams are healthy i like colorado still and and i think if they can stay healthy they're going to be still one of the teams to beat in the west and and you know what Connor mcdavid's window is closing in edmonton they got to win and they're going to have to do it right freaking now or he's going to pack up and he's going to leave so you got to get so look for edmonton to be good i i i don't think the winner's going to you know la and anaheim and san jose i don't think they're they're going to compete in the west minnesota's a wild card because man right when i think i'm counting minnesota out they 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 surprise Mm -hmm. you and they play extremely well and you look at how they manage the cap so minnesota i think's a playoff team um, yeah. I think they're Minnesota and St. Louis, I think are in the same boat. I think they're, they're going to be the teams that are going to be, be right in that, that third spot in the central like the bubble. Yeah. The bubble the team, bubble. third spot, top wild card team. And I think they're both going to be fighting for the playoffs, but, the one thing to watch in the National Hockey League is this league keeps getting faster and the skill yeah. keeps getting better and the, the game is so fun to watch. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it is it, every year it surprises me that you can't well who's going to be the guy this year. And right now, I don't know who the guy is going to be this year. Like yeah. McDavid t- tore off. Maybe it's at Austin Matthews year. Maybe Debrinkat tears it up in, in Detroit. I don't, I don't know, but, but I do know this, this league is incredibly fun to watch and it is incredibly competitive. And honestly, anybody could get there. St. Louis could be there again. If they get great goaltending, St. Louis can win the West like they can. And that's mm-hmm. what's so great about hockey is you just don't know who that team is going to be. I Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup final. Hell no, I didn't have that. The East was <laughs> so good. They were so good in the East. You said yeah. the powerhouses in Toronto and Tampa and Boston, Carolina. 
you just don't know. And that's what you, you, right now, especially this time of year, every team can believe. And I, we interviewed a coyote player earlier today on our show. And I, was, I watched a little, caught the end of yeah. it with, and uh, Stetcher with said, Stetcher. You know, yeah. yeah. And Stetcher said, the bar is we want to make the playoffs and we right. want to win. And so this is the team that on paper, I don't think can get there, but honestly, you just don't know. And, and mm -hmm. it makes hockey, the parody in hockey is phenomenal and you yeah. just don't know what's going to happen. So, I, I, I'm not ready to, to, to say that the Vegas Golden Knights are going to repeat. I like their team, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, we, you, you look at the upcoming season, there's so many. There, there's a lot of teams with a bunch of question marks. Um, you know, we, we talked a while back before the, the start of last season, I think it was, or right at the beginning of the season, um, with um, Randy Carricker. He, you know, he's one of the guys here at ESPN or one one ESPN. We're like, you know, you talk about the central division at least. And I, I picked Dallas to win the central division. Um, yep. That was before the season even started. I was like, I just oh, think that what, they're, what they, what they have, what they're trying to put together. The goaltending is solid. Defensively, yeah. they're good. Offensively, they're old, but they still, they're still productive. Yeah, they compete well too. And I, 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 Dallas is the playoff team for me again next year. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. Ottinger needs to take a step forward. He, he, he faded for me in the in the Vegas series. And you're talking about now Ben's a year older, Sagan's yeah. a year older. Um, Jason Roberts didn't show up in the playoffs. Like they, they, Pavelski's a year older. So you, you're talking about an aging team again. Um, I, I think they're a playoff team. But that may be one of the teams we talked about, a team that might be coming back down to earth. I think the Dallas Stars fall into that category. I think their window, I think it was last year. Um, yeah. I still think they're a playoff team. But with the young legs the St. Louis Blues have and the young legs that are that are around this league, mm -hmm. it's a fast league, and you've got to be able to skate. And right yeah. now, I'm not convinced Dallas is that team. Yeah. Yeah, I think you kind of look at, you look at Dallas, I think a lot of it's going to depend on where they're at at the, tread, at the trade deadline. Right. You know, if they're, you know, sitting second, first in the division, um, that they're probably going to look to to bring some guys in. If they're sitting outside of the playoff bubble, I think some of those guys get shipped yeah. out. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting to see how, how much those teams change at the deadline. And you make, I don't say you make mistakes, but you look at, you know, Max Domi comes into Dallas last year and you, you lost him for free and he, he gone. Mm -hmm. and, and then it's hard to, to it's so hard to yeah. win. And, and so you hope that that one guy makes the difference. And so, yeah, you're right. The, the trade deadline is huge for all of these teams. And I, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't think there's any question the Coyotes will be a seller, um, mm -hmm. but maybe they won't sell off this year. They've got a lot of guys with two year contracts instead of the one year deal. So maybe, maybe they don't, they do this year in Arizona, but you're right. There are a lot of teams that, and I think St. Louis is right in that. That's going to be right in that middle pack with Minnesota, Winnipeg. I think that's the middle yeah. core in the central division. So it's going to be interesting to see where they are by February and March to see who's buying, who's selling and where St. Louis can finish in this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think with, when you talk about Winnipeg for a minute, um, a lot of their, I think a lot of what their season going to depend on is, is what Hellebuck's doing. And, um, you know, rather or not they can, I don't know. I don't know if they've signed Connor or Kyle Connor or not. Um, rather or not they can, they can, bring those guys in and keep them there in Winnipeg. I think that'll, that'll have a lot to do with where they finish and where they're at in yeah. at the end of the season. They're going to have a tough time. You, you look at Blake Wheeler's been a captain of that team, then it gets the C stripped and now he's gone. Yeah. You got Hellebeck who can't wait to get out. And uh, the atmosphere in Winnipeg is going to be tough. 
And, yeah. and Rick Bonus is a guy that I know. I like him as a coach. I think he's a good person. He's going to try to do his best there. But I think this is a team. And I know you talk about Kyle Connor and Josh Morrissey had a great year. Shifley mm-hmm. still, still there and still able to produce. I just think that this team. I think it's past them. I think the window is already closed for Winnipeg. I think their time was three years ago. And I think that was their opportunity when they had the teams that were competing and they were, they were, they were just right there and they couldn't get over um, into the Stanley Cup finals. But I, I think they're going to have some internal turmoil in the locker room. I think with all the changes in personnel and and who's going to step forward. I I think this is a year that you're going to see Winnipeg take a step back. I think they'll have good individual performances as well, but Hellebuck, I, I guess I'll wait and see what they get for a return on him. If he has yeah. to go back to Winnipeg, oh my goodness. I, I don't know if they can. Like, how does he go back in the locker room? So yeah. I, that would end horribly, horribly wrong if he has to go back in and he doesn't get a trade done by the beginning of the season, which I still think they will, and then see what that return is. But I, I, I don't see this team, again, bubble team in the central i think that you would central you know it's minnesota it's st louis it's winnipeg they're all bubble teams i don't think nashville is and i think dallas and colorado are the teams that are at the top yeah yeah i would i would i would agree i mean i think i think we could depending on what nashville does i think you could possibly see them getting in that mix of the bubble um yeah if if soros has a good year again and i'm 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 hard on nashville right now I, i i think They've been a team that, that has depended on their defense for so long, and I, I don't love what they've done up front right now. But you're mm-hmm. right; they, there's still plenty of time to make changes. I like O'Reilly; I think he's a really good player. But you look at the rest of their roster up front and their and their top twelve, and I, I, I don't know if he's he's got to he's gonna have to carry the whole team. Like it's a, it's a tough tough ask for him to do that. Um, so I was gonna have a great year, and they could honestly they could quietly sneak into that pack in the middle of the central. Um, but but I, I do think when I talk Minnesota, St. Louis and Winnipeg have a step up on them, but there, there's absolutely no doubt they can slip into that group in that three, four, five, six, seven. I think that three, four, five, six is going to be a hell of a battle in the mm-hmm. this year. It, it seems like it always is every year. It's, it's yep. somebody there, there's that team, um, you know, last year was, was Dallas year before it was, was Minnesota year before that it was, it was Winnipeg. It's just kind of, you, know, you had Colorado and St. Louis who were like the one and two for, for, three or four years, but it was always that third spot in the wild card. It's like, you know, is it going to be Dallas this year? It'll be Minnesota, Winnipeg, Nashville. It just seemed like they rotated. Yeah. Um, and, and you look at where St. Louis finished last year. Like St. Louis has a lot of work to do. Like they, they've got a lot of ground to make up from where they finished last year. And, and you need teams to fall too. I, I think St. Louis will be better. Um, and I think, like I said, I think Winnipeg and Nashville will be worse. And those are two teams that they're going to have to jump over to get into a playoff position. I, I, I don't right. think St. Louis is in a spot that they can go, hey, I think we're going to win the Central this year. I, I just I don't see the depth on this team up front right now to be able to put up the numbers that they're going to need to finish at the top of this division. But mm-hmm. Colorado gets an injury. McCarr doesn't play like he did two years ago. And last year he was injury prone. He goes down and they don't have the defensive depth that they've had in the past. And their goaltender doesn't play great. Colorado might not be the team to beat that I think they are unless, uh, you know, the stars align for them and they may. um, And if they can get through with what major injuries, but, but St. Louis clearly has to be better than they they have to, they have to defend better than they did a year ago. They're going to have to have better goaltending was a huge problem for them a year ago. They Mm -hmm. have to be better in that area. They're going to have to keep the puck out and then hope that some of these guys have unbelievable offensive years. All of those things are what everybody hopes for in every team, in every city. But St. Louis needs that to happen next year. They can't have another season where they're struggling and and way out of the playoff picture. They just can't. And they can't finish 10 points behind Nashville again this year. Yeah, no, I'd say that that would be the point of 
of um, almost non-acceptable. Like it's not acceptable to, to be with the guys that they have to be at that point. So exactly. yeah, I, I, I would agree. I, I, I think this, this upcoming NHL season is going to be one of, one of the more entertaining ones to watch. Um, just cause there's a lot of storylines. I can't tons wait. Of, yeah. Tons of storylines, tons of question marks around a lot of teams. Um, you know, what's going to happen in Tampa with, with, you know, is, is their dynasty still going to continue? Is it going to build? There's a lot. There's a lot that's going to happen yeah. this year. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So well, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, go ahead and wrap, wrap things up. Um, you know, can let people know where you can, where you can find yeah. you at. And, I tell you, you what, know. Brandon, if, if you want to hear coyotes and I know people are clamoring for more coyote yeah. news, Brandon, <laughs> especially in the St. Louis market, yeah. tune into PHNX. We got to, we, we cover the coyotes. We have live shows five days a week, all year long, every day at 11 in the off season. We have post games at gophnx.com. You can follow me at S Peters hockey on Twitter. And I don't know how to use anything else besides Twitter. So don't look for me at Instagram <laughs> or TikTok because I don't get yeah. it. I'm old. Yeah. You didn't jump over to the, the threads trend. For oh, the, I'm there, the but weeks. I don't know how to do it yet. I'm too, Brandon, I'm old. I'm an old man. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> we, we, we did it. Somebody, we, we were like, oh, let's jump over to the, the threads thing. And it lasted about a week and a half. And I was like, ah, no, like yeah. this is. I got it to lock up that, that, that valuable S Peters hockey name. So I got my yeah. name locked up, but, but, right. but yeah, I, I can't, I can't juggle two things. Brandon, I just, I'm lucky to get up and get to bed in the morning or get up in the morning and get to bed at night and add right. something new. I can't do it. So I had a really good time, Brandon. I, anytime yeah. you need anything, and you need that valuable Arizona Coyote news, don't be afraid to reach out because I love talking mm-hmm. hockey and I love talking about the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, well, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. It was kind of a last-minute, not, not last-minute thing, but like a idea that, that came to mind, and here we are. And I said, appreciate you coming on and you bet. Talking, uh, talking Coyotes hockey. Had a lot of fun, Brandon. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, not a problem. Have a good one. This is Brandon, CEO of the Variety Sports Network. Thank you again for watching tonight's show. Best way you can support us is by hitting that subscribe button, that like button, and hitting the notification so you don't miss out on the next show right here on the Variety Sports Network.